podcast. Movie, movie, 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 podcast. Are you getting this? I believe it's pronounced Mank. Welcome to the Movie, movie, podcast, everybody. Episode number 125. It is the most wonderful time of the year. Oscar nominations time. Is it the most wonderful time of the year? It's a time of the year when the Oscar nominations come out. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. And who's with me to talk about the Oscar nominations? Why, of course, it's Russ. Imagine if he didn't say my name first. Wouldn't that be weird? <laughs> and then there's also Peter. Uh, look out behind you, because that first cow's coming for revenge. And <laughs> Alex. I had a milk chocolate peppermint pretzel in my mouth. So I just thank you for calling on me last. Yeah, no problem. I knew. See, that's the, that's, the, you um, know, yeah. You know what, reason. guys? This year, I hope that there's Oscar is one person you won't be socially distancing from. Because... So we're going to go through nine categories <laughs> and their nominations. Um, if you've listened to this before, I think we always do these nine. Uh, animated feature, adapted screenplay, original screenplay, best supporting actress, best supporting actor, best actress, best actor, best director, and best picture. Go through the nominations, talk about snubs, talk about what we think about, what's going to win, what we think should win, what we think will actually win, and maybe we'll throw in some commentary along the way. I don't know. I haven't listened to this podcast before. I don't know how it works. But let's get this started by talking about animated feature and who's more animated than alex you're not eating a chocolate pretzel are you i i'm not i put okay. the chocolate pretzels down well thank god uh best animated feature wolfwalkers onward soul a sean the sheep movie farmageddon and over the moon hey, uh don't worry if you forgot about onward because the oscars didn't boom <laughs> i like onward i i do t- I, th- I liked it better than soul us or the oscars both uh i guess i don't know who because i guess technically soul is a pretty racist movie considering the entire time you see a black man he's inhabited by a white woman which is kind of fucked or he's blue so i don't know i guess onwards better than soul thank you i was like i was about to be like Am I allowed to have the opinion that that movie kind of like really fucks up its, uh, you know, uh, my, its characters, and then also say, oh, but it has to be a better movie? <laughs> like, is is cancel culture coming for me? <laughs> I wanted to find a way to cancel you, but I started thinking about what, my experience watching Soul and how angry yeah. I was, and then my experiencing my experience watching Onward and how mad I felt. So I guess mad beats anger. Right. Mad definitely uh, beats anger any day. Onward was a decent, like, Dungeons & Dragons animated movie. Not Dungeons... About playing what? Dungeons & Dragons more than anything yeah. else. Right. And, it, and it did that thing that Disney movies have been doing lately with its, like, uh, woke signaling, where they're like, this is gonna be the first movie, animated movie, with uh, gay people in it. And it's like, uh, one scene, one lady says, my girlfriend or my partner or whatever that's it oh, i forgot Ru- about that scene. um great what a Rush, didn't you see the guy at the the, the support group it was yeah. this, so this oh my gosh the same exact nominees um as the golden globes except you yeah. switch out sean the sheep for the crudes 
uh, and oh. and Soul won the Golden Globe, which I, which we've talked about for so many years. This category feels like it is voted. It is like the Nickel. It's the one Nickelodeon's Kids Choice Award in which like people are just voting for the one they've heard of. Yeah. So Sean the yep. Street. Oh hell yeah, Farmageddon. Um, I mean, best title I, for sure is Farmageddon. Now. Does that follow the plot of the movie Armageddon? God, I hope so. And I hope Bruce Willis... Uh, do I hope Bruce Willis... Uh, you know. so Alex, you might, have, you might have missed that there's an F, so it's Farmageddon. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm well, going to get... They don't go to space. No. It, it, instead of, you know, planting a, a bomb on an asteroid, they go to plant trees and farm things on an asteroid instead. <laughs> aliens come to the farm. Ooh. Wait, yeah. really? Oh, so... I guess my question is: within is this like a canonical Sean the Sheep tale? Because like I'm a big Sean the Sheep guy, and right. I want to make sure that this movie kind of falls in line with the Sean the Sheep that I know. People like Sean the Sheep, you know. I couldn't Sean tell you one fucking thing about it. It's Ardman. It's Ardman. yeah, exactly. Sean it's is Sean a sheep. I know that much. Yeah. That's All about right. it. I think. I, I think that unfortunately Soul will win. I do believe that Wolfwalkers should win. Wolfwalkers, Wolfwalkers should is far and away the best animated film of the year. Yeah. What is Over the Moon? Um, it is. It was released by Netflix. It's a Sony animated movie. Um, I don't really know anything about it except that it was on Netflix, and I was like, yeah, not for Peters. Um, <laughs> Multiple Peters, but what about one Peter? Is would it be yeah. for a single Peter? Um, it's strictly no Peters allowed. No Peters. Okay. <laughs> oh, getting that Simpsons film from Disney Plus. It's it's obvious. It's 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 sadly going to be Soul when it hundred yep. percent could be Wolfwalkers. Uh, Cartoon Saloon, who made Wolfwalkers, is the same as um like a Under the they're going to be nominated constantly, but they'll never they'll never yeah. win, and it's a bummer. Right, and it's unfortunate because their animation style, similar to Leica's, probably is fairly time intensive and yeah. not cheap. And- Getting all these accolades, but like making no money or having no major wins, uh, these guys are going to hemorrhage money until they no longer exist yeah. one day. Oh, Leica's got that Nike money, right? Yeah, Leica's like a passion yeah. project sort of thing, so I don't think they have much to worry about. But also, but it's we've also been saying that for like ten years, so who knows what's going to happen? Saying that for Leica, right? And, and like, it's easy to say that when the movie industry is doing really well. Yeah, and right. we just had a year of like nothing, and yeah. it was like, you know what? I'm gonna uh, greenlight uh, some stop motion animated stuff that takes a fuck ton of time and costs a shitload of money. Yeah, uh, yeah, no, let's uh, let's shit out some garbage CGI and put it on Netflix. That's yeah. what worries me. It's like quality takes time and costs money. Yeah, yeah, and we'll talk about it next week for Raya. But um, there's a there's a quick little scene in Raya in which. There's the, it, some of the backstory is told with hand drawn animation, and I was like, I want to watch that one. Well, that Even... reminded me of like Princess Kaguya or something like yeah. that, like that, and which is highly experimental and not does not pay any bills. You know, like yeah. it's, it's not gonna it's not gonna work for a full feature. Um, yes, but but here's the thing that's annoying about best animated feature: the things that are experimental and don't really pay the bills. Why aren't they the art that's awarded? <laughs> I mean. Why is this? Don't the we one say that about like all of the nominated categories for the Oscars, though? I don't. I think that a lot of ma- like a lot of like mainstream big stuff will always 
be nominated and win in other categories and then and, and then animated it's just like i'm sorry uh, 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 wait i think i just turned it. <laughs> yeah i think you uh, i think you yeah, i think you messed up the point you were trying to make there but i accept I, it and we should move on because that means i was right yeah yeah <laughs> I mean, Avatar just did take over uh, the highest grossing uh, film at the box office again, right? James Cameron is a petty bitch. I can't believe he did that. <laughs> just saying. Just saying. Um, okay. I love it. I'd see it again in theaters. Is the, what, When is the second one coming out? Is that still uh, happening? Uh, or did they just put all the money into changing the, uh, the, the Disney park? No, it's, it's definitely coming out, I think, next year. Okay. But who knows? Well, here's hoping, I guess. Best Adapted Screenplay! Russ, what are the uh, Adapted, you said? Adapted. We got Borat, subsequent movie film. Uh, the Father, Nomadland, One Night in Miami, and The White Tiger. So the big the big uh, here is White Tiger. I was good. So has anyone seen The Father? And is it possible to watch The Father without leaving my apartment? I, I know. don't know, but what the fuck is going on? I feel like Anthony Hopkins is in a movie no one's heard of. Yep. Every single year yep. that gets that gets nominations, I do not understand. Yep. No, but like last year, The Two Popes was a Netflix film. The father is like still somehow refusing to let anyone watch it. And yeah. yet it's nominated in what, five, four categories? Four above the line categories? Which is crazy. I, yeah. Do not understand it. Yeah. Um, whatchamacallit. Yeah, as I said, White Tiger's a huge surprise. I really like that book. I still haven't found time to watch that movie. It's up on Netflix. I didn't think anyone saw that movie, and it's a shock that it's here. I have not seen that movie. Yeah. Uh, Nomadland's one of those weird, like, I guess you have to read the script to really appreciate it because all that stuff has to be on paper. I get, yeah, I, yeah. Is that I, adapted I'm like, from I'm a memoir? It, it was, like, is, what, is that what that is? It's based on a book. Oh, okay. Um, let me see. No, it's uh, it's nonfiction book by American journalists about the phenomenon. Right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so that's where the ad- adapted part comes from. But I'm like, yeah, uh, a, a movie I quite enjoyed. I'm like, a thing I liked that I couldn't give a shit about the script. Exactly. I, I feel like I feel yeah, like the screenplay. If that yeah. makes sense. It's the directing and it's the acting for me on this one. And, and that's not to take away from the screenplay. I just don't feel like this. I don't know. It just that's not what I what what is the success of this movie. Uh, but I, I completely yeah. agree. What do I know? Yeah. Um, the, the thing that I, I feel about Nomadland is that, like, and maybe it is to the screenplay's credit and, and to, like, the, the dialogue's credit or, or whatever, but it, it all feels so real and, you know, I don't want to say improvised because we all hate improv, but, um, you know, something that, that it just feels like these these are just characters talking and, I, and since most of them aren't actors and kind of like just like i think live that lifestyle like that that's yeah. what makes it feel that way more than more than the actual like words on the page well yeah i i was the same boat i thought because we talked about it non-actors i thought some of these people were just real people telling their real stories yeah that's not the case one thousand percent that should be nominated okay for, oh so you're saying you, we don't know if that's not the case I, I thought that i, thought I that think was, that that's the case but i only I, think that that's the case because of how real it feels feel so natural. I think the performance has felt so, like almost too natural to yeah. be written. Right. And yeah. I, again, I guess if they're not, then kudos. Yeah. But okay. they feel like it's like, hey, you're a real nomad. Just talk right here. 
and right. uh, we'll save some space. You got two minutes to say some stuff. But would you say that then in that case, one night in Miami is probably the front runner? I think it's Nomadland. I think it's Nomadland because I think Nomadland's going to be the big winner. And if you can't figure out what's going to win, they'll just give it to something that's going to oh, yeah. be the story of the night. Yeah. This is going to be a really low-rated Oscars. Um, yeah. So I think they're going to want to have a big winner. If the Grammys are any. Yeah. Um, what do you guys feel about Borat being in this category? Don't understand it. It's basically yeah, improv. Yeah. And again, we yeah, all this, hate improv. This feels like a place that um, all the Chris, all the best Christopher Guest movies could never really sneak yeah. in on. And yeah. it's weird that Borat's the one that does it. Well, again, I think this is this is we're in a very very strange year, and I could almost guarantee if theaters ha- had existed. This wouldn't be sitting here right now. Maybe the maybe the supporting actress nomination would stick, but I can't see how this would have lasted in a year where we saw where we went to the theater. Like I just don't yeah. see how. But this not- was maybe one of the few things that there was no monoculture. But if there was, Barat would be as close as you got to it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I feel like it's the movie that like. The, the like all the Christopher Guest movies were sacrificed so that Borat could get this nomination type of thing or like in the loop like I don't I don't even know if that was but it's all those like real feel like uh the, this is like a real life situation more than anything else type of thing. Yeah. Um I would much prefer all of the Christopher Guest movies have uh you know uh get nominated this year somehow than Do this. you think because those would all have been original screenplays. If somehow yeah. a single Christopher Guest movie was adapted, it would could have been a stronger contender. Uh, wait, so is this only adapted because it's, I guess, the TV show? Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, in the first that, movie, it's a sequel. Yeah, anything yeah. that's a sequel. Has it's a sequel. Actually, that's a good point. Was the first one nominated? No. Okay. No, I can't imagine. That would be crazy if it was, but I could also see it. Um, all right, so we're thinking Nomadland. Uh, do we all agree with yeah. Nomadland? I think it'll be list? Nomadland. Are there any... I... Go ahead, Alex. Oh, no, I think so. I, I think that, judging by what you guys say, I, I think that makes sense. Borat was nominated for Best Adapted Screenplay when it first came out. Thoughts? Okay. Oh, yeah. wow. Yep. Yeah. Oh, wow. Um, because again, that, was, was, was Borat the on the Ali G show? Yeah, Borat was on the Ali G show. Yep. Yeah. Um, what's missing? Anyone? Anyone have anything missing? Um, I there's two movies that I think that is uh well there's one movie particularly that I think the writing is what lifts it up. Well, Love and I, Monsters wasn't based on anything, so I don't know what we're talking about. Okay. Here. I'm sorry, the two movies I'm thinking about are original. Um so oh actually, um I'm thinking of ending things. Charlie Kaufman's yeah. Charlie. Was that what was that based on? Yeah. That's I think that oh. movie might be too dense for mo most academy people so they're probably like i don't know staying away from that shit yeah i think it was almost too charlie kaufman yeah it was very charlie kaufman that's very true yeah but that's there's it's the book by the same name uh i feel like invisible man could have been on here but whatever (laughs) um best original screenplay question mark peters yeah there's two this is going to be our first chance to talk about two big things here um Judas and the Black Messiah, Minari, mm-hmm. Promising Young Woman, mm-hmm. Sound of Metal, mm-hmm. and the movie no one liked, I thought, Trial of the Chicago 7. I still haven't watched it. Mm. Here's the thing. Trial of Chicago 7 is here, 
because it's an Aaron Sorkin movie about shit that happened in history. Yep. I, you couldn't pay me to watch it. I have no interest. I'm sure it's totally fine, but I don't need to watch more movies about people fucking talking in a courtroom. Not in no interesting of a fashion. Mangrove is the last one I'll ever watch. Yeah. I don't give a shit about this. Aaron Sorkin, I dare you to do something different. This is bullshit. I'm not interested. Yeah, this is a dumb was, fucking movie, and I'll never watch it. It was, yeah, it, was I, it was exactly how you described it, and it would I would also describe it as fine. Yeah, I, I every <laughs> single bit, yeah. every like critic appraisal, I didn't think there was anything glowing enough for it to have this many nominations. It's Sorkin. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, but bouncing off that, the one that was in Russ's very high in Russ's top ten, which I thought is good, um, I didn't absolutely love, but I'm shocked at the number of nominations it got as Promising Young Woman. That's been really surprising. Yeah. But I, I, I you know what? Think I, think I didn't think it'd get screenplay. I didn't think it would get screenplay either. Yeah. I didn't think it was going to get director. But yeah, so there's a lot there. Uh, yeah. For Promising Young Woman. I think that was a huge surprise. And I, if anything, hopefully that is the changing of the sort of age demographic of Oscar voters, especially of oh, writers yeah, and all that stuff. That. Yeah. Um, so that is kind of exciting. Um, uh, where do you, where are you guys uh, thinking this win goes to the glow? Uh, I, I think Sorkin usually <laughs> takes these things, right? I think everything odd. else sort of, I think everything else is good and everything else is in my top 10 and everything else will cannibalize itself. Yeah. I don't think Minari will get it. Uh, no, I think it is a absolutely beautiful film. Uh, yep. Sound of Metal, I think, may get some sound categories and some editing stuff. Not this. Promising Young Woman, no way. It's yeah. not too angry of a woman and to yeah. appreciate. Uh, so I think it goes to Judas and the Black Messiah, a Trial of Chicago 7. Yeah. Trial of Chicago 7 is a safer bet. I wanted to go to Judas, but yeah. I think it goes to Chicago 7. Yes. From, batch, from this batch, I'd love it to go to Sound of Metal. I think there's some really wonderful scenes in that movie, uh, especially when it comes down to the writing. Um, but yeah, I, 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 I'm I bummed that I think this is going to trial. And if it doesn't go to Chicago 7, I think it might default to Minari. Hmm. I don't know. I almost, I, I feel like the second place here is Judas and the Black Messiah. That's what I feel uh, I don't, I just don't see Minari getting... I think they're going to be like, hey, Minari, we nominated you. Uh, that's enough, right? So yeah. I, I wonder if recency bias is going to either help or hurt Judas and the Black Messiah. That's possible, too. Like, overall. Like, <laughs> it's very new. It's in people's heads. Yeah. yeah. Had this but kind of everything tens? is new because movies came out at stupid-ass fucking times. That's like, true. the movie theaters reopened, and now Minari, Promising Young Woman, Sound of... Well, not Sound of Metal. Minari, Promising Young Woman, you can now go see in Yeah, Like, everything talked, is weird. We talked about and decided that Judas and the Black Messiah, we were going to consider a 2021 film. Okay, good. Yes. yes. Um, that, and I, I think technically The Father, if any of us end up seeing The Father and really love The Father, I think those were the two that were like, no, these are 2021s. Um... My big snub here yeah, is the uh, screenplay for The Assistant. Didn't see it. Um, that movie is all... It's I heard like, great things. It's practically a bottle movie, and every little shitty... that The whole the movie, if you don't know, it's it's about... Uh, we talked about it on the podcast once, but it's about yeah. a 
kind of it's about an assistant to a um Harvey Weinstein type person and it's just a day in her life at the office and it, it all sucks and it's all in these like quiet disgusting moments that just build throughout the day and you just watch it all happen and it's and the all the sort of like tiny little aggressions and like all this like shitty thing she goes through it's all down to the script delivering that when no one in the scene can make a big deal out of any of it mm-hmm. is so good mm-hmm. and i i that's kind of it's a one it's like such a long shot but that's where i would absolutely love to see this movie anyone else yeah. have anything else that they would like to say ah. is missing well i mean first cow is missing everywhere so yeah yeah First Cow is adapted, too, I believe, which I'm It sorry. is adapted. I was just looking that up <laughs> right now to see which, which one that would fall under. Adapted which is the one, like, I, it's, it's really stupid that fucking Borat gets in adapted screenplay over First Cow. I'm, uh, right. Just just for, out of curiosity, I went to end a documentary feature because this was, this was one of the years where we watched a lot of documentaries on this po- for this podcast. And I think My Octopus Teacher might be the only one that made um, it. Yeah, time is supposed to be incredible. And that, but that just came out, right? I don't know, but I've heard very, very, very good things about it. I've been wanting, but it's like seems like a big bummer. Where's Class Action uh, Park? But it's supposed. It, time is supposed to be really incredible. Yeah. Um, anything else for original screenplay we want to talk about? Nah. Palm Springs. <laughs> Eurovision. I'm just looking at my top ten now. Nothing. Nothing was nominated. I was. That's why I was so happy to see Love and Monsters nominated for something. Um, <laughs> Best supporting actress, Russ. You got it. Uh, Maria Bakalova from Borat, subsequent movie film. Uh, best supporting, uh, Glenn Close, Phil Billy Elegy, also Razzie nominated for Worst Supporting Actress. Was she really? Uh, Olivia. Yeah. yeah, she is the rare uh, Best and Worst Actress nominee for the same character. That's awesome. Yeah. Did same anybody role, see that? Nope. Everyone who's Nah, that, I'm all set. Didn't no one liked to. it. Yeah, it uh, no I don't need that kind of propaganda in my life. Uh, yeah. Olivia Coleman, the father, Amanda Seafried, Mank, and Yoon Yu Young for Minari. Okay. Um. Uh. What? Okay. I guess. I think if I seeing Maria keep getting nominated and she will won their globe. I hope it's not her. I hope it's Yoon Yu Young because yeah. that was my favorite supporting actress to me it's like it it, you know some years they give a supporting uh win to somebody who was really a lead or somebody who was barely in the movie i feel like this is straight down the middle the perfect amount of supporting uh that i like to see for a winner and i don't think anybody i i think her in her infusion of life and vibrancy uh in this movie is what really I like it as much as I do. Yes, the kids, the family stuff is great, but without her performance, this movie can really go another direction. So for me, it should be her. And I didn't see Mank because that shit was boring. It was um, boring. I would say Amanda Seyfried is incredible in Mank. Very good in that film. She would be my in this category. She would be my second. If for, with these nominees, she'd be my second place. Um, and Olivia Coleman is she just going to be nominated for everything, everything. forever now? Everything she, she ever does. Like, she's getting. I feel like she, every year she's a multi Emmy and an Oscar nom, yeah. like everywhere. 
it's everywhere. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's not, I don't, like, not like her. I think she's incredible, but yeah, it's, she's, she's just, it's going to be tough to keep her out of these categories. Yeah. Like, you know when they just decide, uh, we like them, fine. Uh, I feel like, and it's no, it's no slight to Olivia Coleman or Viola Davis, but I feel like if they're ever like, what, uh, who, uh, who did something this year? Uh, yeah, yeah, they're fine. Put them in, put them in. I'm, I'm sure it's good. I don't think they even pay attention sometimes. And it's frustrating because they miss the nominations that they should have, like Viola Davis not being nominated for Widows years ago when I thought she was phenomenal. But that's oh, she's fantastic point. in that. I finally just watched that movie. Um, How I fucking good is it? So good. I think it's one of the best movies of the last 10 years. It would probably be number one for me that year. I would have to go back and change my list. I think that movie's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's so fucking good, and it gets better. Because I rewatched it like maybe a year ago, yeah. and it, it it's so incisive. It's saying a lot. It, it, it's truly a brilliant film, and it came and went. Yeah. yeah, I definitely liked it more. I liked it a lot the first time, and then the, and then the second time, I, I yeah, for sure, it, it gets better with the with multiple yeah. uh, watches. A lot of audience like some of some of it was the marketing that people were expecting more of a straightforward heist movie. Some people thought it was a little. Um, unfocused but that's what i liked about it it was a movie that made sure that there's in like there's no such thing as a main character (laughs) that every single person is their own main character and if you're making movie you don't have time every single person in that movie could have been the main character of a different cut of widows which i feel like plays a lot into small acts whereas like i'm just going to make this one like Four short movies where there is really no main character if this was all one movie, but you can feel how they all fit together. Yes. It felt like The Wire in a movie, Widows, to me. Because you've got the, you've got the, if you're there for the crime, you have the crime. If you're there for the politics, you have the politics. And if you're there for like the interpersonal drama, there's that too. And it's all hanging on top of each other. And for some people, like you can watch that movie through multiple lenses. I just feel like he smashed like four seasons of The Wire into one movie. I wish and there was a four hour cut of it. Yeah. Yes. But anyway, we're talking about supporting actors. Yeah. Uh, Glenn Close, uh, you're going to lose again. <laughs> and... It's getting, it, it's one of those, this is, this is a issue with the Oscars that there's always the sense that, you know, someone is going to be due one. And if you put it off too many times, we might have to end up giving Glenn Close an Oscar for Hillbilly Elegy. You know, it's just like, because it's always like, Oh no, don't worry. They'll be back next year. They're going to have like another performance. We don't have to do it now. And like, there's all like a bunch of different examples of like, I, wow, we wish we didn't give it to this person then because we want to give it to them next year, but we're not doing it two in a row and all that stuff. And it just like sucks because no, everyone thinks that movie is garbage. Yeah. And I mean, that movie was a masterclass in two women who I think are going to constantly be in this situation. Amy Adams is going to get nominated all the time and not win because she gets nominated all the time. She really never won? I thought she was a master. No? No? No, she never won. She never won. Hmm. She'll get nominated almost every year and not win. Mandela effect moment with that, where like I swear, yeah, exactly. Everyone thinks she won, and that's why she won't win. Yep. Um, I have but, some snubs, but sorry, Russ, you were finishing it off. No, I was just saying she's <laughs> never gonna win, and neither will Glenn Close until they get like uh, lifetime achievements or whatever. One hundred and three Dalmatians. 
Uh, <laughs> there are fun little things that were, are on my personal ballot. Um, well, someone for this category and someone for best actor, but I thought both of the parents, Tony Collette and David Thewlis, and I'm thinking of ending things. Yeah. Yeah. Knock those roles out of the park, especially Tony. Tony Collette is someone who deserves an Oscar and doesn't yeah. have one yet for some reason. I loved her. My out of left field wild card best. Actress, my personal wild card best actress nominee is Mary Holland in Happiest Season. I did not watch that. I I really enjoyed that movie. Little way 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 too small of a film. I think uh, yeah. to to get Oscar love. It, it's enjoyable. Yeah, it's. I, but, I think yeah, no, I. That. She is really good. Though. I, I like her a lot. That's uh, she's great. But yeah, but that's that's my, that's my like completely, you know, from full court shot. Like I'd love her in that, and it would never happen. But she's on my personal ballot. Anyone else? Anybody have anything else that that we think is missing from here? Oh, oh man, no. I don't think we so. We can move on to best supporting act. Lex. <laughs> oh my God! All right, let's go back. All right, we have Paul Racy, Sound of Metal, Sasha Baron Cohen, The Trial of the Chicago Seven, Lakeith Stanfield, Judas and the Black Messiah, Leslie Odom Jr., One Night in Miami, Daniel Kaluuya, Judas and the Black Messiah. This category is fucked. Yeah. Yeah. Stanfield shouldn't be in supporting actor. He should be in lead, and it should be a two-person race between Daniel Kaluuya and Paul Reese. And I'm cool like, with whoever wins. I, I I agree, but I like that they're like are these, these both could be argued for uh, lead. For lead yeah. Screw it, they're both supporting. supporting. Yeah, yeah. is lead. He's the lead of the movie. It's from his perspective. It's his movie. He's in more of the. It, Percentage-wise, he's a lead actor. If you don't want to nominate him for lead, fine. Don't nominate him. <laughs> but what what you're going to do is you're going to split the vote between these two, and Sasha Baron Cohen is going to win. That's exactly and what that, I was thinking, uh, too. And, and he's uh, Abby Hoffman in that, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Who cares? I won't watch it. <laughs> don't tell me something's history so it's good. I got yeah. Now i got to see this movie because I <laughs> Um, I I like uh, uh, Leslie Odom Jr.'s on my personal ballot, even though he, I almost kicked him off my Oscar ballot for his involvement in music. Um, mm, I think he's awesome. really incredible in that movie. <laughs> he is, he uh, is yeah, but very it's really good, yeah. weird that Lakeith is here. But I'm so happy for Paul. Oh my god, he's incredible in that movie. And he got there was a couple times that he was he's been snubbed throughout the season and not gotten a nomination, and I'm so happy. Here. That that is, I'm very happy about that as well. Um, it, it would I, be great if he. Well, considering now, I know that Daniel Kaluuya or Lakeith won't win because it would should be Daniel over him. I would love a Paul Racy win. I, I I think in a year that that's not really gonna be all that interesting. It's it would be awesome to see this guy win. Yeah, and I feel like the 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 lane is clear now so i would like to see it happen yeah i i'm actually i that's my number one but i'm also completely if Danicola, uh pulls it up for that i would be completely happy i'd be very happy yeah but i think russ is right and i think it's going to be sash barricone oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. just like he was in borat i think it's the people like his name rings yeah. i i just see it being him and i think that's really stupid 
Yeah. Yep. Because I'd be happy with anyone but him. Yeah. Uh, I still haven't seen One Night in Miami, but yeah. Uh, I, yeah. The other three, absolutely. Even though Lakeith shouldn't even fucking be there. He should be in the lead or he shouldn't be there. Period. Yeah. Uh, for snubs, uh, this is uh, where I have Orion Lee for first cow. I was about to say, this is the uh, first cow zone. Yeah. Uh, I think Orion Lee's great. Uh, well, um, first cow. Oh, my God. Fucking Delroy Lindo in the Five Bloods. Oh, um, the Five Bloods being completely shut out. A guy who could borderline win isn't even here. Yeah, I I have Delroy, and I thought he was getting nominations for lead earlier as well. No, I think they campaigned for for supporting. Really? Oh, that's surprising. Because that's weird, because what's a chapter? Wait, 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 wait. No, no, no. I think he was campaigned for lead. I think there was there was I, I think he was campaigned for lead and then lost out there, but I felt like his better lane would have been supporting. Yeah. But it's a yeah. tough supporting. It's a very it's a very sad supporting. Yeah. Yep. I, I as I said, I yeah, Delroy Lindo is in my personal ballot for lead actor. Um but I, I, I on mine I also have uh Coleman Domingo from Ma Rainey on my personal ballot. I think he plays off Chadwick so well in all those band meetings. I just watched that today and, and I, I totally agree. He was fantastic in that. Yeah. Um, he, and he, for, for me, he's a two time nominee for me. Cause I, he was one of the dads in Beale street and I oh. asked her the scene between the dads and Beale street. I fucking loved. And I'm so granted. I'm so happy for Regina King. Cause like her scenes, like traveling to Mexico were so good. Oh, yeah. So good. But that scene in the bar between the two dads, I thought was like, oh my god, I could watch this for hours. But yeah, all right. Any other stubs for supporting actor? Uh, hand. Not that I can move my head. Uh, oh, uh, th- for a little while, as a fun pick, uh, Tiggs, you would enjoy this. I had uh, J.K. Simmons for uh, for Palm Springs. Springs. In- yeah, I was thinking that, but uh, oh, okay, yeah, hmm. he was very fun in that. Not gonna ever uh, break this. Th- these five. Uh, yeah, that seems a little golden globey to me. Yeah, totally. Okay, Peter, give us the nominations for Best Actor. We have uh, Riz Ahmed for The Sound of Metal, Chadwick Boseman for Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, Anthony the Father Hopkins in The Father, <laughs> uh, Gary Oldman in Mank, uh, and Stephen Young in Minari. Um, Gary Oldman shouldn't be here. I'm so annoyed at this. Uh, He's the assume... worst part of the movie, right? He's the worst part of that movie. I mean, yeah. that movie is the worst part of that movie. But like, yeah, Gary Oldman doesn't exactly help out um, much. Uh, uh, I want to go to Chaz, and that's it. Chadwick's not losing this. There's no, no, he's no. winning this. 100. No. It's like stupid to even talk about. But I hope that this is Riz Ahmed's uh, welcome to get nominated all the time because you're so good and you should have been a lead in so many things all the time uh i hope this is that because actually same thing for steven Yeun. both these guys are always the thing you like the most about a thing yeah and uh they for yeah the first muslim nominee and the first asian asian nominee yeah which is nice and it's nice to see that this is happening i hope they're just not like hey you guys we 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 were good that one year. Remember that really shitty year when no one went to the movies? <laughs> we got your noms. So yeah. Like people. Um, but I think Riz Ahmed, like, this is true positive. 
dude can he's uh uh an every tool actor he can be vulnerable he can be tough he he can do all the shit give this guy a franchise whatever the fuck you want to do but i have liked him for a really long time and this movie and this performance was just proof positive of that um so chadwick's gonna win that's totally fine yeah. Uh, but Gary Oldman and Anthony Hopkins, get the fuck out of here, you old bitches! Like, and they're for such guys get nominated. Yeah, I, I feel like they it just joins part of people being nominated for being an old person and like the, like yeah. being dementia old person, like such a tired fucking role. Gary Oldman, drunken old Hollywood, such a fucking tired nomination. Get the shit out of here. These feel like fake move, like fake movies in a in a movie about awards. Like they don't seem real, and I I'm over it. I feel like right now the Academy is in a really weird spot. It's old as dirt, and it's really young and diverse, and there's nothing in the middle, yeah. and you can see it in some of the categories, uh, namely this one. And um, I don't know. It, it, I just fuck, they can go fuck off. I don't know why they're here. Uh, I would have loved first cow guy to be here. Yeah, uh, yeah. I can't uh, think of his actual name right now. Yeah, same. Uh, and if you wanted to move Lakeith here because he's an actual lead actor in that movie, I'm fine with that too. Um, yeah, but... I think Lakeith and Delroy should replace Anthony and Gary, but then we would have it would be Oscar so not white. There would be zero non. There would be zero white. Best Actor nominees, and I think that would be, I think that would burn the world down in the weirdest way. And here's, and the wild thing is, I'd have a problem with that too. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'd be like, oh, okay, let's load all the people of color in one right. fucking year. Here's your year, and then it'll never happen again. I'm gonna have a chip on my shoulder about this shit for a really long time, but it's deserved. Yeah. Yep. Um, I think the only. Uh, performance by a white actor I would put in this list is uh, Hugh Jackman in Bad Education. That didn't get anything. No. I think it was like confusion about what was a movie at that point, yeah. That's true. Yeah, it was kind of a weird time. Yeah. Um, But yeah, Delroy in this category, absolutely. Um, Big Long Shot was uh, Kingsley Benadire in One Eye in Miami as well. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think those two performances uh, between him and Leslie in that movie are so good. Uh, but yeah, it's I, I it, Gary Gary uh, Anthony Hopkins. I knew was going to be here. Gary Oldman's a shock. Yeah, I mean Jim Carrey and Sonic the Hedgehog, right? Obviously, Best Actress. How about it, Russ? Like <laughs> okay, he sneak that in there. Uh, Best Actress: uh, Viola Davis, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, Andre Day, The United States versus Billy Vanessa Kirby, Pieces of a Woman, Frances McDormand, Nomadland, Carrie Mulligan. Promising young woman. I, really uh, I guess my first question is why won't I watch Pieces of a Woman? Is someone in that movie who's problematic? Because I, I feel have. like I have a problem with that movie, there and that's why I haven't watched it. With Shia LeBeau in that movie. Uh, okay. That's yeah. Okay. I do yeah, really want to watch the United States versus Billy Holiday. That's, that, that's I keep that, meaning to watch I it. Heard, is it, that supposed it, to actually be good? It's this year's like uh harriet or judy it's like oh, no really? one really likes it but the lead performance is great shit was the lead performance great from judy i she won i mean you know i i didn't see it <laughs> <laughs> but it's like that it's like it this well it's like judy because the lead performance is a real person and you can hold it up 
next to a right. picture of someone and be like, hey, yeah. you are actually like them, kind of thing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Has Andre Day actually uh, acted much before? No, not, so. not uh, in film. Uh, yeah. More, yeah, no, she's a singer. Um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but um, Frances McDormand is going to win and have a weird speech. We all know that. Andre Day played a nightclub singer in a movie called Marshall. That I do- oh, that's the Thurgood Marshall movie. We are Marshall. Oh. She was then a voice in Cars Three, and then nominated okay. for Best Actress in her third film. Oh, I really thought wow. you were going to say nominated for Best Actress in Cars Three. I'm kind of disappointed <laughs> at this. Wow! So every three movies, she gets an Oscar. Now. <laughs> Pretty good. Pretty good hit rate. Not bad. Um, Terry Mulligan, uh, great to see you again. Uh, you have you were nominated like. 40 years ago, it seemed like. And everyone forgot about you for, like, a decade. And here you are again. Um, Hi. You're not going to win, but... I don't know. I think Viola and Francis, being two previous winners, are going to cancel each other out. I think there's going to be a surprise in this category. Do you think Harry's going to win? I think it might not be the two of them. I don't know who. (laughs) Um, Hmm. I don't... I don't... I, I don't know. You gotta think like an old loser who sits at home and has access to all these movies and won't watch them. Are we talking about ourselves? I, I'm confused. I can only <laughs> see it being Viola. <laughs> I, I can only see it being Viola or Frances McDormand. And Nomadland is a technically bigger movie, so it's Nomadland. Has Viola won for lead? She won for no supporting. That was bullshit. She was the lead offenses. She um, was 100. Yeah. percent and she got an, and I think she's gotten Emmys for lead, but not, uh, not uh, Oscars. But, but actually, Russ, you do kind of bring up a, a point because if you think about the, um, or whoever said this, I just realized I forgot. Uh, like if you think about the, um, like the, the Oscar kind of politicking here, that like, because I, I think that Nomadland probably takes, Most you know, them. best director or something, or even best film. Like so, it's possible that. It's one of those things where they shift maybe some of the lower down the card stuff a little bit differently. I mean, may, maybe, but I just see it being like, I didn't hear of any of these movies, uh, and I'm old, and Promising Young Woman scares me, so it's yeah. Nomadland or Mockney's Black Bottom, and I think it's Francis McDormand, because they, she, what, does she want twice already? I think so. I, think yeah, so. Uh, I, yeah, I just think I just think she's in all of the whole movie and she's doing. Shit. I just think it's her. It's it's not the it's not the sexiest pick, obviously. Um, I just see it. It just it's easy. I, I I feel like it's Nomadland or Promising Young Woman specifically because what is going on right now? Something just turned on on uh, the TV right now. Uh, specifically because. <laughs> The, there are commercials for both of those constantly, and I feel like yeah. that is probably more like like people will be like, "Oh yeah, I've seen a trailer for this recently while I was watching well, NCIS." Well, yeah, I mean they're literally selling subscriptions based on to streaming services based on those movies, right? And, and that and that's what I feel like is oh, going to win. Right now on Hulu, yeah, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. We'll, we'll see. Um, and it, well, Pete, what's missing? Uh, I am the king of the snubs. Um, uh, Sydney Flanagan for Never Rarely, Sometimes, Always. Oh, uh, yeah. I agree. Yeah, I forgot yeah. about that. She's fantastic. Jeez. Uh, Jesse Buckley for I'm Thinking of Ending Things. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then, uh, as well from The Assistant, big left field would be Julie Gardner for The Assistant. Um, I think those three. But I, um, 
but yeah, uh, who knows with this category? It's it's a weird one. It's it's weird for me to. I haven't seen two of these, and that's very strange. But yeah. who knows? Yeah. Yep. Maybe yep. probably Viola. Who knows? All right, moving uh, on, Alex. Yes. Who is the best director of the year? The you are Tiggs. Aw, thank you. But who was nominated? Oh, okay. Uh, Me and these see. other five people? Yeah. Uh, Thomas Vinterberg, another round. What? Uh, David Fincher, Mark. Uh, wait, Mink, not Mark. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta clean my glasses. Zuckerberg. Yeah. That's uh, it's about wrestling <laughs> fans. Um, all right. Chloe Zhao, uh, Nomadland, Emerald Fennel. Promising Young Woman, Lee Isaac Chung, Minari. What's another round? Another That's... round the Mads Mikkelsen movie. Okay. Yeah. Danish. But... It's very good. I'm I was shocked to see it here. Hmm. But he was not snubbed for best actor, you say. Um, I think he's very good. It's one of those like it's a it's a weird movie. Um it's a good movie, but it's also you know, some so, it's one of those some some subtitled movies I have a hard time judging the acting. Mm-hmm. And some I don't, and that was I one of the kind of subtitle movies that I'm like I'm not really sure what the performance is actually like in this because I'm reading a little bit. Okay. Uh, but uh, yeah, I guess uh, snubs from uh, Shaka King uh, for uh, uh, Judas and the Black Messiah yeah, or Darius. I agree. Yeah, Sally Metal, The Five Bloods, Spike Oh shit! Yeah. Yeah, uh, Regina King, One Night in Miami. I didn't even watch it, but uh, I know she was snubbed. So, a lot of snubs here. Why is Mank here? Is it because it's because David, David Fincher? Fincher. Yeah. Well, yeah. This is not the because it's this person category this year. Like, it's everyone right. here feels like they're earning a spot, and you then David expect- Fincher feels like, oh, because like, it's not if like Sorkin was here as well. Sorkin. You'd be like, oh, okay, it's it's that. Yeah. Um, if Sasha um, I would love Cohen was here, it would be that. For me, this is where I really want Darius. Uh, what's his name? Oh, not Darius Rucker. That's who in the book. Wow, that, that's what <laughs> Darius Rucker's nominated. Hold the phone. This is, I guys, I think we're losing it. You guys have never seen. You guys didn't hear about Blowfish. Oh my god! I lose my shit. Sorry, Darius Rucker for Sound of Metal. Um, I would replace Fincher with him. Um, Vinderberg can stay just because that's that's a fun little uh, nomination. I think it's Chloe or Lee Isaac. I think I I think, I think it's Chloe, and that's that's totally fine because I think if there's one thing that elevates that movie, it's the direction. Yeah, okay. yeah. It is weird that's that she's gonna be directing part of it. She might win Best Picture while she's working on Marvel's The Eternals. <laughs> And, it, and I know that it's stupid for me to think that her vision and and beauty and simplicity in Nomadland is going to in any way be carried over to the Eternals. But really? what if it is? I really thought yeah. you meant vision, as in vision, but not yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. But yeah, I, I hope I would want her to win. There's some beautiful, beautiful moments in that movie, like that could come That's off as corny, awesome. like. Francis walking through her old house and then opening the back door into the wide expanse of like nature. Oh, but don't, I don't know. But don't yeah. you feel that's more like a cinematographer thing? 
Like I, 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 I would grant it like the vision of the movie, but I feel like when I, when I think of the beauty of Nomadland, I, I think of the cinematography more than anything else. I don't know. I, I feel like the simplicity, it, I, I don't know. I, I think you're not getting the, 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 those types of subtle performances I mean, no, out I, yeah, of totally. people if you are an exceptional director. And also taking a lot of people who have literally no acting experience yeah and making it and making it feel because like a lot a lot of non-actors you know that kind of can't act and she really pulled it out david straight there who plays the other like nomad dude i've never seen him be anybody scruffy or or he's never been in a movie where he doesn't wear a suit and i don't know i i feel like she was able to extract such deep emotion in a movie that a lot of people would have overly over politicized or just not gotten the, the the beauty out. I think, I don't know. I just, I think like this for me, I do see it as direction and I think she should win. And if not, then Lee Isaac Chung, because that was my favorite movie. Yeah. I I do think it's going to be Chloe. I hope it's Chloe to be fair. Out of all, yeah. Um, I, we went through a whole list of snubs. I don't, is there any other snubs we want to call out? No, I think I think we covered those. Okay. Yeah, I think. All right. Yeah, that's probably it. And here we are, the final category: best picture. Russ, take us through the list. Got it. Best picture: uh, The Father for some reason. Got uh, Judas and the Black Messiah. Mike for some reason. Minari. Nomadland. Promising Young Woman, surprisingly. Yeah. Sound of Metal. And The Trial of the Chicago 7. Because you're boring. <laughs> so what is snubbed first, Cal? So let's just get that out of the yep. way. Yeah, and snubbed in the sense that there's there could be 10, there's only 8 here, and first cow is nowhere to be seen. Yeah. I don't understand why they keep fucking doing this shit. Just make it eight because there's too, there were too many fucking excellent movies this year for you to not have first cow. Like I, I just don't understand how. No, no, I'll never like the father, and I'll never like Mank, and I'll never like <laughs> Trial of Chicago Seven because first cow's not here. I'd maybe watch one of those one day, but now I'll never watch them ever. Uh, I, I do think uh, never, really, sometimes, always. That is missing. Yeah. Uh, that that is one I, I, I from think what you guys have told me. I think that movie was just way. I mean, apparently the father is bigger, but I just felt like never, rarely, sometimes, always was too a small. little too. Yeah. But again, the father, who the fuck even knows what that is? So what do we know? Um, I, I, I again, I think they won a narrative this year. Um, I think it's, I think it's Nomadland. I don't see or or Minari. Yeah, I, I think it's going to be one of those two. I think that there's kind of even I Nomadland's good. It's not my it's not my number one film of the year, but it's it definitely fits the narrative. Listen to our top ten podcast not, to yeah. find out what it is. Yeah. I'd right, say it's like a numbers. Thing. It's like the Oscars eight. isn't about awarding your favorite movie <laughs> or the movie you like the most. It's right. like what's the most winnable movie? And I think the most winnable is Nomadland. Yeah. Again, it, the most campaigning seems to be going on for it. Um, Remember, again, their Fox Searchlight, which has now got that Disney money for campaigns. 
But I mean, and I know none of us like it that saw it, but Mank is about Hollywood and they love rewarding Hollywood. Mank is the most nominated film of the year. Yeah. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah. For a movie that's that people insane. have to like qualify every time they talk about it, that like, oh, it's not great in some parts of it, but Man of Seafried or something like that is like, it's crazy that it's had so much. Yeah, 100%. It, it's, it's crazy. Mank is really the the most nominated film of the year. Nine, I think, right? Yeah. Yeah. What the fuck is going on? Again, and, about old Hollywood. Hey, it's in black and white. Like, it's, I don't know. You know. I'd but, rather watch. The Snyder cut of Justice League thirty times in a row, and watch seven seconds. There's there's an Oscar um, ceremony reenactment in Mank. Yep. <laughs> oh God. Again, like these are all reasons that Mank speaks to. The, you know, I don't know. Like, I'm I'm just saying. I'm just. You saying. know what? You know what? If Chloe Zhao wins Best Director, I see them. I could see them splitting and going Mank Best Picture. Oh, Fuck. oh, I don't think Mank's winning. And I think Mank is going to be one of those movies I that think, not, and wins zero prizes. I hope so, I, because it looks like shit. I, I haven't even gotten a chance to see it yet, but I, I hope Minari actually does get something rather than just being you know nominated in a bunch of categories. I, I think Nomadland is a safe bet. Uh, Minari okay. is a strong second. And I can't. I couldn't tell you what's there. It's damn. It's definitely not. Well, I'd say Trial of Chicago Seven. Yeah, I feel yeah. like that's cut, like that, that's like spotlight in a year where there's other things that kind of pull you in a different direction. Spotlight is an easy is easy, so it wins. Uh, I think Trial of Chicago Seven could kind of be that. There were two polarizing options, and similar to Sasha Baron Cohen potentially winning. I think that has an option opportunity to sort of be a dark horse i wouldn't bet on it but i i think that there's an argument to be made yeah hmm. what snubs do we get i mean we got a lot of snubs but well, well what should be here what do we think should win that is not on this list first cow i mean obviously first cow, yeah. and i i like honestly like the rest of my like top 10 is stuff that i really like but i could never see being nominated um, you know, like granted, I think Wolf Walkers is incredible. It was never going to get a Best Picture. No. Uh, yeah, I, I don't, th- I don't think this is kind of other than as we keep saying never rarely, but I think, I think First Cow is the big one that I'd be like, well, this is fucking stupid, guys. What are we doing here? <laughs> yeah. I mean, has has AT four really broken into the the Best Picture category much? Who? A twenty four. Yeah, the, uh, Moonlight. Yeah. yeah, Moonlight won. Oh God, of course. Okay, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and they they do pretty well as far as noms go. They just don't always win. Yeah. It's not this year. Yeah. Well, just uh, think that, uh, this is actually how Alex learned that uh, La La Land didn't win. <laughs> <laughs> what? I turned off. I turned off the TV right after she said it, and I went. <laughs> I need to know. <laughs> and I went out celebrating. It, what what day is the Oscars? Is, is there a date? Uh, is it April something, I assume? April 25th. Jesus. You know, when it's like, it's actually going to be like pretty hot out. Or not hot, but it'll be like warm. And this is so late. 
It's so late. I'm, who's going to give a shit by that? Is next are next year's Oscars no. also going to be in April, or are they just going to have like a ten month or like nine I, month? I Oscars? think they're going to just start kind of whittling it back a little bit to get it back to February. So I think next year will probably maybe be early April or late March, and then they'll eventually get it back to like whatever the fuck it used to be. Well, I feel like they're just trying to sh- like next fall is going to be packed. I feel like with. <laughs> Movies. I feel like there's gonna be so many. Uh, I wonder if they'll be fine with stuff. But no. that's true. Yeah, when theaters do finally open. Um, I mean, I guess they are right now. They're but they're people open, baby. Terrified to go to theaters. Um, I just, it's it. I, there's nothing out yet. When is Kong? Kong's the movie is the first movie that was like, I need to see this on a big screen. I refuse to watch it at home. When is Kong out? Kong is the next Friday, April. Okay, next Friday. Oh, Kong is next week. Okay. I'll watch it at home. I'd go to yeah. the theater. I'm ready, y'all. And there are rumblings no of as his return, right? No, God. Yeah. Yep. In three, I thought that I was made for the... They have, like, something coming out. Oh, no, wait. Godzilla vs. Kong is well, two weeks. Two weeks? Okay. They have the documentary, though, about movie passes coming up, right? Yeah. Yeah. I am interested. What in a that. beautiful disaster that was. Oh, that was such so a got great, my like, card. two months. <laughs> And then it just stopped working. Anyway. Any last thoughts on the Oscar? Anybody want to talk about any of the other categories before we put this one to bed? And also go to bed, because it's getting late. Uh, let's put this one to bed. All right. You can find us online at MoveMoodPodcast.com. You can find Russ on all the social medias as Rust Incredible. You can find Peter on Letterboxd as Pete, Peter Petey. You can find me on Letterboxd and Strava as Johnny Tiggs. You can find Alex. Thank you guys for being here. Thank you all for listening. We'll see you next time when we talk about some new movies on the movie, movie podcast. Right.